Welcome to Get Lit Live with me, your host, Krista Alicia. You might know me from social media or as an Elijah List author, but I was once a homeless, hopeless IV drug addict. Then I had a wild encounter with the fire of God's love that marked me and changed my life forever. He has completely healed me, restored me, revived me, and set me free. Now I'm on a mission to release that same revival fire over the nations to call a generation back to the Father's unbreakable embrace. I want to ignite a passion in the hearts of God's people to prepare for the coming of their bridegroom, King Jesus. It's time for the Bride of Christ to get set on fire with His love and go out with boldness to shine for His glory. Are you ready to get lit and be the light? If so, come burn with me. Hey, good evening, friends. This is Krista Alicia, and I'm coming to you tonight because I uh, promised the Lord that I would. It's actually kind of late here in Ohio, and I'm ready for bed, <laughs> but... When the Lord asks you to do something, you just do it. Amen. Um, so guys, I tonight I um I wanted to share with you a warning dream that I had from the Lord on the night of uh September twenty-eighth, and today is October third, twenty twenty-two. Uh I'm actually going to be turning 38 in three days. Oh my goodness. God is so good. Actually, funny story. Uh, I thought I forgot how old I was. So I've literally been telling people that I am 38 all year. Like, and really I've been 37 this whole time. <laughs> so I got to be 37 for a whole two weeks, <laughs> according to my own thoughts. <laughs> So, um, now I'll really be 38. So I get to be 38 two years in a row. Whoa. Hmm. Some of you people I know out there can, uh, can identify, right? So, um, yeah, so this, I, I just want to kind of get straight into the point here tonight. Um, so on September 28th, the Lord gave me, uh, a warning dream and this actually happens the day before hurricane um, the hur hurricane hit Florida, and I actually had not even realized that their Hurricane Ian was headed for Florida. I do not watch the news. Um, I usually just wait until the Lord bring something to my attention or somebody else asks me about it. Thank you for everyone saying happy birthday. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, my sister actually, my brother-in-law actually live in Tampa. And so, um, and lots of people that I love, including so many of you here on all of my channels. And I just want to let you know, I've been praying for you. Um, and the dream that I'm about to share with you, uh, I had to ask the Lord, was this dream about the hurricane? And he was very clear it was not. Although I am titling this message, The War in the Storm. And so um, I'm just going to get into that dream. And so I just want to clarify that I, I do not do 
fear mongering. Okay. Uh, I truly believe that God is good. He's good all the time. He's better than we think. He will cause all things to, that were sent to even destroy us. He will make all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I believe that he is constantly working on behalf of his people and that uh, it's not his will that any should perish, but that all should receive eternal life. Amen. And so if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he came to give us abundant life um, and not to harm us, then every true prophetic word that is a warning will always come with a uh, a way of escape or a um, a message of hope. Okay, because that's just who God is. He won't ever send us. Um, an issue or, or lead us into something without also planning a way for escape for us. And you have to remember also that if your, if your life is under the blood of Jesus, if you are walking righteously and your life is upright and it's pure and your heart is pure and you, um, are making sure that you are listening to his commands. Amen. That you are intimate with the Lord. Not that, not that you just do things, do religious things for the Lord, but that you have an actual relationship with Jesus Christ. Then you are, there is a supernatural hedge of protection that is going to be around your life. Amen. And so, um, the other thing also, guys, whenever there's a warning is that you have to remember that, you know, humans, we look at things from a very temporal lens, right? We, we see things from a very tiny, limited view, a limited scope. We see things from an, an earthly perspective when in Christ, we're actually called to see things from a heavenly perspective and from a eternal perspective. Amen. And so, um, I just want to keep all of that in mind as, I move forward with this dream and I share it with you. Um, so this in this dream, um, I was uh, in my car and I had um, I knew that we were being evacuated from our home. And so I had to get in the car and I was leaving and I was driving to my mom and dad's old house. And uh, that house to me represents my inheritance um, that uh, was actually taken. So, uh, and that's a long story that I'm not going to get into, but it has to do with my inheritance and it has to do with uh, generational blessings. It has to do with the family of God also. And so I'm driving in this in my car on Highway 127 to get to my mom and dad's old house. And to I knew that I was going there to rendezvous with the rest of my family. And there was an emergency situation and it wasn't just local it was actually national and as I'm driving in my car on highway 127 I look over to my right 
and there is a huge dark storm that is um, coming from the northeast of the country, and it is looming over the harvest fields um, because it's all cornfields out there along this highway. And the storm was, I could see specifically the colors of this storm were purple and, and green, but they were not good purple and green. I knew that they, it was evil. And the storm itself was doing very strange things to the atmosphere. Um, I knew that there were issues that were happening with communication grids, um, with telecommunications, with satellites, uh, and with TV and radio. I knew that there was interruptions with internet. I knew that this storm also was not just, it was not a, a weather phenomenon. It was actually demonic and it also had human um, elements to it. And so it wasn't, you know, a storm with like rain coming. This was some kind of um, attack that was getting ready to overshadow our nation. And as I was praying into it, um, the Lord just began to give me revelation that this storm represented some opposition that was going to come and a season of difficulty that our land was going to go through. And that the green represented uh, love of money, pride, um, the flesh. So being lust of the flesh, being driven by the flesh um, and aggression, like great aggression and that the purple represented um, an evil ruler, um, exaggeration. So I believe that that means that um, some of it has to do with uh, people in, in evil or evil rulers um, of nations are going, there's going to be a great exaggeration of things that are going to be happening that, uh, the news is, is going to exacerbate. Um, I also believe that it has to do with, there's going to be great deception that's going to be involved in this and, um, people who are in false authority, um, really messing with the narrative and communication about what's happening and that um, behind it all was the principality of Jezebel. And so Jezebel, a lot of people just think that, you know, the the principality of Jezebel is, um, you know, she's the great harlot, which she totally is. But Jezebel, the name Jezebel, it actually means uncovenanted one or the one who breaks promises, who, who divorces and causes separation. And, um, 
is unable to be married or be faithful. And so I believe, and see Jezebel, she wants the benefits of covenant, but does not want the commitment uh, and the sacrifice, the self-sacrifice of actually having true covenant relationship. And so I believe that with this deception and with this season of difficulty, there's going to be um, this attack where you know, witchcraft is going to be involved, the word curses are going to be involved, and where there's going to be this threat of um, a split or a great divide um, in some way or another. And from this storm came a, it sounded like uh, a music box, like eerie um, music. And it sounded old. And what I believe that means is that, you know, jewelry boxes, when, when you play a music box, it's just one little cylinder um, of, of notes that are struck by a stationary pin. And I believe what the Lord was saying with that was that, you know, this is not a new song or a new um, a new sound, um, but that this is uh, something that has come back around in spirals over the centuries. Uh, the world has seen this. And so there's nothing new under the sun. Amen. And so um, keeping that in mind and the fact that there was music playing, I believe that one of our greatest uh, weapons in this season uh, our, is going to be our worship, is going to be our voice, is going to be our sound that drives out the sound of the enemy. Amen. So, all right. So I get to my mom and dad's house off of Highway 127. And what's interesting is, you know, I looked up um, 127 scriptures and in Revelation 12, 7, it is. Um, it speaks about a great war happening in the heavenlies, and Michael and the archangels fighting uh, from their courses in heaven. And so, uh, although this is going to be a storm that is going to be driven by flesh and by um, evil rulers' intentions um, and plans. There's also going to be a very real spiritual warfare aspect to it. And so intercessors, we need you. Um, if there was ever a time that we need to pray, it is right now. Amen. And I believe um, what's really interesting, guys, is like as I was praying into that um, and asking the Lord, you know, for if there was any more information that he could give me on when to expect to see some of this, um, the first thing that popped into my head was Pearl Harbor. Now, uh, you have to understand I'm not like a history buff. And so I have no idea when Pearl Harbor happened. I just know literally the very basics of that incident. And I've never looked into it anymore. What I found out though, was that that uh, attack in our nation happened in December. 
Um, and so I believe that leading up to the, you, we all know what's coming up, right? The elections. I believe that we are going to begin to see more of this. And now guys, what you need to be aware of is that since this storm is going to have a great effect, um, like distorting communication and, um, there's going to be a great deception over the airwaves. You need to know that whatever you're seeing on any kind of mainstream news outlet is going to be nothing more than smoke and mirrors. It's, it's going to be a distraction away from what is really taking place. And this is not new. We've seen this going on for a long time, but you need to know that, um, there's going to be an attempt to lure the public away from the reality of what is really happening. And so, uh, I just want to let you guys know that, um, there are some other, the best thing that we can do as believers is to be intentional about spending time with the Lord every single day in prayer. And now we don't do this out of fear, but I tell people all the time, I get asked all the time, Krista, when do you think Jesus is returning? Uh, and I got to be honest with you guys. I think that I don't worry about Jesus coming back tomorrow. Uh, because I know that the prophecies for his return have not been fulfilled and he's coming back for a victorious, pure and spotless bride without wrinkle or blemish. And we ain't there yet, guys. We are just not there yet. We've got some catching up to do, but I believe that you can get raptured every single day. Go and be alone with Jesus. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in worship. And in that place, He's going to give you mysteries. He's going to speak to you His secrets. And you will not miss Him if you're already walking in an you know, intimate fellowship with Him. Amen. And I believe that this is true whenever um, God is wanting to let us know when he's wanting to warn us about things. And you will notice also that the prophetic, when God is speaking, he, the Bible says that God does nothing in the earth unless first he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. And so his prophetic word will in fact repeat itself over um, many different prophetic voices. And that includes in you. That's probably why if any of you follow Elijah list or you watch Elijah's dreams, or you follow any other prophetic voices that, um, if you are intimate with Jesus, there are things that he's been speaking to you that then you will see or hear the, the prophets and the apostles releasing. Amen. And so just get caught up every day and ask him, you know, to reveal his mysteries and his secrets to you. Ask, ask him, what can you do to be ready for your day, for your week, for next year? You know, we just entered the Hebrew New Year. Um, 5783. And this is going to be a year where God visits his, those who have, um, diligently sought him and been faithful 
He's going to reward them big time. And it also is going to be a year where those who have been workers of iniquity or people who are untrustworthy and people who have um, been in, in gross disobedience are are also going to be repaid for what they have sown. And so I really believe that this is um, a sowing and a reaping year. It's going to be a year of recovery for those who um, are in the Lord and have been faithful and uh, have have sown in tears. Amen. They're going to reap a harvest of joy. Hallelujah. But for those who have been sowing according to the flesh, um, they are going to reap a harvest of corruption. And I believe that the, the, those that have sown in tears, we are going to reap, um, a, a double portion harvest, double for our trouble. And I believe that so that we will be able to steward, uh, a great amount of wealth and provision to, like Joseph, care for the needs of a nation, not to turn them away, not to hoard up and be greedy, but to be able to allocate and steward kingdom wealth for kingdom purposes to bring in ultimately the harvest of souls. And so um, that I believe that we're also going to see, there's going to be a lot of um, conflict between what is happening in the body of Christ and what is happening in the world system. And this is what I mean is that I believe that in the church in the, in the remnant um, of God, what we're going to see is the manifestation of a full Jubilee year. Okay. I believe that we, many of us are going to receive lands and properties. We're going to, uh, there's going to be debt cancellation. I believe that um, there's going to be, again, great provision that is going to come to us to be able to allocate and steward wealth to bring in the harvest of souls. But um, I believe that it's going to be very similar to what the Israelites must have experienced when they were in Goshen in the land of Egypt, when Moses was having a showdown with, with the gods of, of Pharaoh. And, you know, the Israelites, they didn't, they didn't have to suffer any of the plagues in Egypt. Um, they got to watch from a distance as the Egyptians suffered uh, these plagues. And now do I believe that there's going to be another, you know, another plague? I don't know about that. But what I do know is that um, we're going to see there's going to be a steep contrast between what is happening in the world and what is happening um, in the lives of those who are hidden in the shelter of El Shaddai. Amen. And so getting back to the dream here. So I get to my mom and dad's house and I pull in and um, I get out of the car and I, there was an urgency for me to get inside the house. So I get inside the front door of the house and I realize that all the lights are turned off. Um, it's, it's gutted as if uh, it's getting ready to be remodeled. So there's no furniture. Um, there's no carpet or anything on the floor. It's just like, it's bare bones. And uh, 
my husband is in his construction clothes. That's what he does. He's a carpenter. And so he walks down the hallway and into the living room. And my son, Ari, is there in the living room. And he runs up and he hugs me. And he says, I'm so glad you're here, mom. And um, David begins to work on the inside of the house. What I believe that that means is that um, Jesus, the the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, is is coming this year to build his house, to build the fallen tabernacle of David. Amen. Now, in Amos nine eleven, I spoke about this last year that God told me that in a time of emergency, that we needed to to call on the Lord in Amos 9.11. And in Amos 9.11, it talks about um, in verses 10 and 9 about how God was going to shake everything that could be shaken and that there was going to be, he was going to separate the true from the false and that all that remained would be what was pure and what was true. And then he said, and in those days, I will rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David and restore its, its ruins. And now what I believe that is the fallen tabernacle of David is God's remnant church, not the Western church as we understand it. See, David ended up being, or Jesus ended up being the adopted son of the carpenter Joseph, who was a descendant of David. Okay. And so the tabernacle or the tent or the house of David is a house of adoption. It's a house of the spirit of Elijah. It's a house of worship. It's a house of prayer. And and it is a book of Acts church. And it does not look like an organization. It looks like an organism. It looks like a family. Okay. And it looks like a family coming together to separate or to, to celebrate the Father, Father God, Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit and one another. And so I believe that, uh, this, that is where Jesus's focus is this new year is rebuilding his fallen house. Um, and there is a complete remodel guys. Like the, the, the structure as we know it has literally been gutted. I mean, and he's done this for a reason and it's because the way that it always has been is not going to work in this next era. Okay. And I know a lot of prophets have been, have sort of talked about that, um, over the last year, but this is something that God is still doing and, and God does things in cycles. Okay. He does things in cycles. There are, there are cycles of, of seasons and maturity and words unfolding, um, over time. And so as the earth rotates around the sun, oftentimes a prophetic word rotates in a cycle of maturity also, okay? Because the word has to become the person. Like the, the message has to get inside the people and there is a a time 
frame that it takes for us to come into agreement with the things that God has spoken and to receive vision for it and to have the transformation happen in our minds and in our lives in order for it to reach its maximum fulfillment and it's ultimately its maximum potential. Amen. Um, so I believe that we're going to see another uh, cycle of maturity come to God, reestablishing and rebuilding his fallen house, the fallen tabernacle of David. And um, this is, it's very much going to be a family revival. It is not going to be one superstar, you know, person that is afraid to share the mic with anybody else um, out of fear or control. This is very much going to be, you know, every person in the house plays a significant role in what is happening in the family as a whole. And um, I believe that we are going to see a greater measure of the fivefold ministry expressions of the apostle, the prophet, um, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher come together. And the way that the Lord showed me is that when the fivefold ministry, so, so far, many, many churches have been operating with just one, which is, you know, the pastor, the shepherd, but that's really not how this was supposed to be. It was supposed to be all five. And the foundation is the the apostles and the prophet because the apostles create movement, okay? They, they rally people around a mission. The prophet sees what is happening in heaven and what is coming along the pike to be able to um, translate blueprints and give a spiritual cutting edge to the apostolic office uh, to be able to establish what is in heaven on earth. Amen. And because it's all about God's kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the evangelist is the one who builds the house. And then the pastor is the one who cares for the sheep in the house and their their emotional needs, amen, and, and their physical needs. And the teacher is the one that ties it all together with biblical um, biblical understanding so that nobody gets kooky, all right? And so far, we have all been operating very separately. But when all when all the fivefold come together, we create a fist so that we can knock the devil's teeth out. Amen. This is when 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 you've got the fivefold in operation, you then become like what Paul said um that he you know what we war not against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities, um, powers, world rulers, wicked spirits, and in, in, uh, in heavenly places. And so, it's all about unity, and it's about the the fivefold gifts of uh, uh, office gifts coming together in this season um, to really hold a hammer and begin to build with. Jesus, this this new 
expression of, of his house. Amen. It's like, I can, you know, I picture punching the devil in the mouth and I picture laying hold of a hammer, you know, and it's very much a reformation type thing because we think of, you know, when Martin Luther nailed the, the theses on the, the Catholic door, like he had a hammer, you know, like this is a reformation movement, uh, in our generation. And so it's very exciting. So in this season of opposition and difficulty, while the world may be at war, amen, um, we are being called into, um, into the secret place, into, into, um, God's heart and into receiving building plans and blueprints for his house. Amen. Now, my my son, whenever my son shows up in a dream, I realize that he actually represents my disciples or he he represents the the sons of the prophet, okay? Even his name, it means an eagle's roost. Um so he literally has to do with uh those that I am discipling or that I'm mothering in the faith. And I brought Ari over to the front window and I realized that what was happening out there in the storm was not safe to be able to see into the house. And so I shut the blinds on the front window and I left just a little bit open on the bottom so that we could peer out of the blinds to see what was happening but so that nothing out there could look in and could see us. And I believe what the Lord is saying with that aspect of the, in the dream is that we are to be able to, um, how do I say this? It's important for us to bring alongside those who were discipling and, our children too, amen, because we disciple our children, or at least we should be. And to be teaching, to be diligent ourselves, disciplined ourselves, and to be teaching those that are with us that God has called us to raise up in the faith, to be able to look into the spirit realm and discern the times and discern the spirit behind what is happening in the world. And also to teach them and be diligent and discerning ourselves in uh, praying a hedge of protection over our homes and over what God is giving us to build in this season. Amen. Uh, A prayer that I always pray is that I disallow demonic watchers and I disallow astral projection by any witch or warlock into my home. I uh, will pray to release angels to sever silver cords of any witch or warlock that tries to come near my home, um, that if they do not repent and they try to trespass on my territory, that those angels have permission to cut their silver cord and uh, dislocate their their soul from their body, which will cause them death. And um, if they don't repent, I mean, if they don't repent and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, then you know, it's going down. I don't, I don't play games. See, this is the stuff that a uh, regular church is not teaching us. Okay. Um, and so you're hearing it from me. 
And I'm not going to go into a theological debate on that. It is what it is. Uh, research it for yourself. But, you know, we don't, we don't allow demonic watchers or um, spiritual monitoring spirits. We send the fire of God to crack every survey, surveying mirror. Um, and we command all demonic watchers to go to the pit to await their final day of judgment. Don't just tell them to go to dry places or to go to the footstool of Jesus. The footstool of Jesus is earth. Okay. And dry places is like Oklahoma, Arizona, you know, those places that I go to minister to. And it makes my job even harder when I've got people manifesting in, in my meetings. So just send them to the pit. Okay. Just Send them to the pit to await their final day of judgment um, instead of giving them an opportunity to torment somebody else. So we need to disciple others in how to stay hidden in Christ and to discern what's happening in the world. Now, as soon as we finished looking out the front window, which I knew how to do it with what was happening in the world, okay? Um, I heard my dog, Abby, begin to bark in the backyard. I got up, I turned around, I looked into the kitchen, and I saw that the windows, the blinds were completely open. And I went out the back door to get my dog, Abby. Now, Abby's name means the father's joy, and she was barking because she was setting off an alarm. And um, I believe that the Lord wants you all to know that it he uh wants not only us to sound the alarm and to be declaring the gospel amen but we need to be interceding boldly and brave bravely to um to come against these spiritual forces um and wickedness that our alarm our prayer um, in this, in the secret place is going to be powerful and important, but also that God is going to sound the alarm. So we know when to step outside of the house to bring people into the house. Amen. Because it's going to be out in the, the yards and the, in the fields and the marketplace where God is going to have a harvest of souls waiting for us if we will listen to his voice and we will follow the alarm, okay? Because we are living in alarming times. So I go out to get Abby and I, as I walk out the back door, it was really interesting. There was this giant fence that almost looked like a cat enclosure. Now, I don't have any cats, cats, um, although... I think they're adorable. They're not my favorite pets. Um, <laughs> but I do know what cats mean prophetically to me. And usually cats to me mean strays. They mean people that um, have been independent, who uh, look very different from me, which although I look kind of wild, I'm very, I'm very modest. and. Um, I'm very pure. I live a holy life. And so, you know, there are things that go with living a holy Christian life that, 
is very separate, very different than what the world lives. What's interesting too is that cats are actually, they were the, they were considered gods in Egypt, right? And so it was like this cat enclosure. It looked like this, but I had no cats. Um, And it was all fenced in. And there was one little tiny narrow opening little tiny narrow opening in the fencing in one particular area. And um, all of a sudden, these cats came and they were trying to get, you know, into the enclosure, but they could not find their way. They couldn't find the narrow way. And I remember in my dream believing that these cats were actually people and that I had to get these people inside through this narrow way and this gate so that I could bring them into my house for safety. And there was an urgency because they were literally dying. They were going to perish um, because the storm that was happening, the difficulty that was that was coming was too much for them to be able to make it outside of this area that I knew was blessed. And so I started, have you ever heard the phrase, um, trying to wrangle cats, um, herd cats. So that's what I was trying to do. And I, um, you know, started, come here, you know, and getting them around. And I would lead them to this little narrow place in the fence and they would get in. And I believe this has to do with salvation. Um, So guys, we need to sound the alarm um, and we need to declare the gospel. We need to be speaking and telling people, showing people the narrow way that leads to life and abundant life. You know, um, I just keep hearing that scripture about, you know, when the watchmen on the wall do not sound the alarm that and the people in the city perish then the the blood is actually on the watchmen but when the watchmen herald the call when they sound the alarm and the people do not listen to the, to the sound they don't listen to the warning then and they fall into destruction then guess what their own blood is going to be on their own heads. And I I really feel that we are in this season right now where the Lord is saying, it's time for my watchmen on the wall to arise. Those of us that know the times and the seasons that we're in, we cannot wait another year to walk in faith towards the things that God called us to do 20 years ago and we dropped the ball, okay? Like those idle years are are beyond us and God is giving us another opportunity now to listen and to obey. And so whoever you are out there, you're listening to this and you feel convicted as I'm saying this because you know that the Lord has put an urgency inside of you to declare the gospel, to feed those who are hungry, to clothe those who are naked, um, to to build that, that thing, you know, that God has called you to build, to start that house church. Amen. To start that Bible study, whatever it is, 
God is giving you another opportunity and you cannot, you absolutely cannot wait another year. We are literally in a season, in the season of the storm and you don't want to miss it. There are literally souls that hang in the balance of your yes. And this is, this is heavy, but it's also a reason to rejoice. Amen. Here's the other thing. This is an awesome opportunity for you guys to grow in your faith, right? Um, for me, the Lord always speaks to me whenever I'm in need, sow a seed. And this has become a theme over the course of my life. Anytime a great measure of increase comes to my life, it is because God has called me to sow sacrificially in one way or another, whether it's been into another person's ministry, whether it's been financially, whether it's been my time, whether it's been my talent, whatever it is, um, you know, and God has called me to sow, I will always, always, always see a massive increase. And I believe that this is going to be a key for us moving forward um, for those of us who um, desire to walk like Joseph did. What's really interesting with Joseph, guys, is that um, one, I believe, of all the characters of the Bible, Joseph probably paralleled the life of Jesus more so than any other um, archetype that we see all throughout Scripture. When Joseph even shared his dream to his brothers about you know the stars bowing down to him, it wasn't in subservient, like, you know, him ruling over them in an oppressive, prideful way. What, but see, it would have been that if Joseph hasn't, hadn't sown into his process. You get what I'm saying? Is that, yeah, he was an arrogant kid. And so he had to go through. Now, I'm not saying Jesus was arrogant. Jesus is not he was without sin. Joseph was very much a human. And that gives me a lot of hope because I can see Joseph's process where he went through this humbling, even until the point of like total death to himself, right? Uh, and it wasn't until that happened where he totally gave up his his whole life and probably threw his hands in the air like, okay, God, I give up. If I'm meant to live in the pit for the rest of my life, then, and I have you, then so be it. And it was like right then that all of a sudden, you know, the cupbearer remembered Joseph in the pit and Pharaoh called for him. And I feel like for many of us, we have to go through this process of sowing ourselves into the grave. Does that make sense? Like what I mean by that is that, you know, sometimes there are parts of our flesh that need to die. Like our, our ideas of what we want, because God, we don't really know what we want, guys. God knows what we want better than we what we want. God knows what, where our true joy is going to lie. And, and God knows the purpose for our lives ultimately. Um, God knows 
um, the parts of our, our pride and our ego that, that need to die, um, that we need to shed, right. In order for, uh, true godly character and, um, to come out so that we can be people that are trusted with the position that God wants to bestow on us. Right. And, um, so twofold being that Yom Kippur is, um, it's, is happening. And that is, um, the feet that's the atonement. And this is a time of repentance, you know? And so praying and asking God, okay, is there anything in me that, um, won't survive the storm? And how can I surrender that to you, God? How can I repent? How can I let these things go? How can I die to, you know, my fear, um, my pride, my, my ego, right? Um, my plan so that I can receive the resurrection life, um, and a harvest, a great harvest, um, of the spirit. Amen. And then also asking God for the provision for the vision. And I believe that this is going to be a year of great provision. And I also believe that this is going to be a great year for divine connections and partnerships and even marriages. And I say that because as soon as Joseph was promoted to the palace, he got to marry Pharaoh's daughter. <laughs> and um, so this is going to be, um, yes, it. we're going to see lots of difficulties. Yes, we're going to continue to see the shaking of systems. But in the midst of all of that, God is going to be rebuilding his house um, and you are going to be a part of that. He is going to be establishing the fivefold ministry offices. Um, you know, also, if you read Psalm 127, remember I was driving down um, Highway 127. That has to do with um, children and being a inheritance of the Lord. I believe God is going to be... Um, bringing in his children into your house and your house and your heart is going to be full. Uh, amen. And the other thing I forgot to mention that God is reminding me is that on 127, on the way to my mom and dad's house, there was a line of traffic and it felt like a traffic jam. And I feel like for, but then suddenly the jam was just over. And I, it was like, I was instantly at my mom and dad's house. And there was no time between the time that I was stopped in traffic and the time that I pulled into my mom and dad's house. I believe that for many of you that are watching and listening to this wor word, you have felt stuck in this season. And the Lord is going to get into the boat with you and you are instantly going to arrive at your destination. This is also going to be a season of suddenlies. And, you know, just like when Jesus, oh yeah, when Jesus got into the boat in the storm, the boat would, and, and 
all of them were instantly transported to the other side. And so during the storms and when you feel like you are blocked, when you feel like there is delay, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to begin to worship and you need to ask Jesus to get in the boat with you, to get in that circumstance with you. And as he gets in that situation with you, you're instantly going to find yourself exactly where you were supposed to be. You are going to reach your destination in a suddenly moment. You're going to receive your miracle in a suddenly moment. And so I bless you with that also. So Lord, is there anything else? Yeah. So this last thing before I hop off here, because I've kind of gone longer than what I planned to go. Um, but I, I'm glad that y'all are still hanging with me. And I really pray that this message is encouraging you. And do me a favor. Will you please like and subscribe and make sure that you are sharing my content? Um, just recently, I found out that uh, Facebook will not use any of my ads. I tried to run an ad for our women's conference and for the Speak Life project, and they will not run my ads because they say that my platform could influence the elections. Um, And they don't want anybody who is a conservative doing that. And so every time that you like, you react, you share my content, you are um, helping to promote what God is doing in the kingdom. Amen. Um, So anything else, Lord? Anything else? Also, guys, I want you to be looking for the next round of my Elisha's Mantle mentoring course. Um, I'm going to be launching the winter session November 1st. And guys, this mentoring has been off the hook. The miracles, the transformation, the deliverance that is taking place. Um, We have a private Facebook group. You will have a members-only access to all of the past teachings, all of the PDFs that have the lessons and ways to go deeper in the study, and um, so much more. I have been blown away by what God is doing in this. And it's not really me, Elisha. I know my name is Krista Elisha, but it's about teaching you how to put on Christ as your salvation and how to go into deep, meaningful relationship with Him and with others. And it has just been it's just been astounding. But you can find all of that on my website, KristaElisha.com. And also, just before I get off, I just want to pray for you guys, okay? Um, yeah, I got some of my my EMMers here, Yulia in the comments, and um, Nancy. It's It's been amazing. It's only going to be $28 a month um, just to help support the women's ministry, the Speak Life Project, and... Um, you know, the other things that the ministry is doing and to, to host everyone on the platform. But I mean, it's been wild. I, there's no way I could have even imagined what God was going to do through this thing. 
And, um, but just make sure we're launching the next session, which is going to be for a year. And we're actually going to have open enrollment. Um, the Lord told me to make it available for everybody and not to leave anybody behind. So we're just going to do open enrollment, but we're going to start the winter session on November 1st. And so you'll have live, um, mentoring sessions with me and those who hop on the live zoom you'll have access to all the recordings and so much more and uh it's awesome isn't it guys you should really check it out com forward slash mentor just go to my website everything is on my website um one-stop shop do 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 okay i'm gonna pray for you guys and so heavenly father I just thank you that your Holy Spirit partners with us. God, I am, there is nothing that I have, no power of my own. It is all you, and it is to reveal Jesus that he is true, that he is the Messiah, that he is the one whom you sent into the world to save us from our sins and to reconcile us back to you. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would reveal Jesus. And I also ask that you would, uh, whoo, that right now that you would begin to touch the people that are listening to this video everyone under the sound of my voice, that your Holy Spirit would confirm to them that this word is from you and that it is not from me and that you, Jesus, are who you say you are. I ask for supernatural healing right now to manifest on people. And I ask God that um, wherever there has been pain in anybody's body, that as they begin to check it right now, that they will realize that that pain is gone. I ask for your perfect shalom, God, your perfect peace that casts out all fear. Yes, God, that when we just decree that we will not be afraid when we see the storms coming. We will not be afraid when we see the storms coming, no matter what happens, God, even if we do have to hide out in our homes for a season because of what is happening in the world, we say that we will not be afraid because you, God, keep those whose minds are fixed on you in perfect peace. We thank you, God, that you give a peace. We thank you, God, that you give a peace that the world cannot offer us, that our peace and our security is not in what is happening in the nations. It's not on who is sitting in the White House. It's it's not who um, is you know, driving our car, God. It's, it's not in the number of dollar bills in our bank account, Lord, but our peace, our welfare, our security is 100% in you. And, um, wow. Amen. Thank you, Father. Look, uh, Stephanie said, literally don't have a sore throat. And I did just a minute ago. So guys just begin to check your bodies as, as an act of faith, um, to see how you're feeling. Um, because he is absolutely healing people right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just pray to, um, 
to break off anxiety. And I pray for supernatural provision, Father. I pray, wow, I pray, God, that you will show, that you will show your people, you'll show me, you'll show us where it is that you desire for us to sow in in this season where we will receive a harvest, God, and the harvest that you want us to receive from. Will you show us where the good ground is? And um, for some of you guys, it it might be finances. For other others of you, it could be your time. It could be your talent. It could be in learning a new skill. You know, ask the Lord what it is that you're supposed to sow into in this season to receive a harvest. God, I pray for supernatural provision right now. Um, I feel for a lot of you, you've been struggling with finances. Um, and I even feel like this anxiety, this pit in like the bottom of, of your stomach from the issues that you've been having with money. And I just break the spirit of poverty off of you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray right now for supernatural increase, supernatural increase. I ask for money miracles, meaning I... I pray, God, that they would begin to find money laying in the street. I pray that they would go to um, the grocery store and they would find out that the person in front of them paid for their groceries, God. Um, I pray, Lord, that um, you would recognize the widow's might and wherever they have sown, whoo, wherever they have sown, in a past season, and the enemy has tried to harness or hold back their harvest. I come against the enemy right now. I break him off of their harvest, and I command that return to come to them in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I even pray, God, you've done crazy things for me. Um, you have literally put money in my bank account that I did not have before uh, when you knew that I had to either pay my my Bible college tuition or I had to pay my electric bill. And you told me to pay my Bible college tuition. I paid it and then went to check my bank account and the money had never left, although my tuition was paid. God, the times that you t- you told me to sow a $200 seed and you spoke to me and told me that you would give me a $20,000 check to open a business debt-free and you totally did that. God, I'm releasing these testimonies as prophecies over the people that are listening, Lord, that there is a word that you are going to give to them to to release the sevenfold harvest over them in Jesus' mighty name. And um, God, I pray right now that not one of your lambs would go without. Not one would go without, that they would each have everything that they need. And I bless them to be a blessing according to the covenant that you cut with Abraham, that you would bless those who bless us. You would curse those who curse us. And that God, wow, shoo. And that God, um, that your hand of prosperity on our life to be able to 
be a blessing. You said that we would be the head and not the tail, that we would lend and not borrow, and that we would prosper, that it is your pleasure, it is your good pleasure for your servant to prosper. God, I I bless everyone under the sound of my voice to step into that this year according to their faith and according to their ability to steward the storehouses of heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow. Okay, guys. Wow. I'm seeing so many comments here of people that are being touched by the Lord, um, people that are sharing testimonies about $50 bills showing up in um, their floor after they donated things at a local mission. Victor said left shoulder was in pain from excessive overhead squats. Pain is completely gone. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Some of you guys might just want to check your bank accounts and see if some extra money is in there. That would always be fun. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're so, so good. We just love you, Father. We just thank you, God, that your word always gives hope. Always gives hope. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for hope, for life, and for a future to prosper you in your final outcome. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, guys. Well, I love you. I've definitely gone over time tonight. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and hop off of here, but make sure that you check out christelisha.com for all the updates. Get on my email list so that, you know, if anybody tries to delete any of my content or any of my channels, that you'll always be able to find me. And I'm getting ready to actually start a blog on that page. So you'll be able to go there and find all of my up-to-date prophetic words. And um, hopefully I'll be able to get an archive of all of my videos up also, including ones that you guys have never seen before because they are not appropriate for some of the channels that I'm on. Um, Robin Love said, you have, do you have a link to sew? Oh, that's so sweet of you. Um, yeah, you, again, just go to crystalalisha.com and go to the give tab, the give tab. Um, and that will have all the different ways that you can sew there. Um, you can also text to give, uh, you can text get lit, the number two, uh, to the number four, four, three, to one, and um, that'll pop up the giving link too. So, uh, Judy said, "Better range of motion in my toes and arthritic joint. No pain. Hallelujah! I curse arthritis. Go in Jesus' name. Total healing right now." And then John said, "How could we pray for you? Oh my gosh! I love you guys. You're so amazing." Um. You know, really, John, the best way to pray for me is in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> um, just whatever, pray for protection for my family. Pray that, um, you know, that I am led into all truth, that uh, the Lord would, you know, hide me in His shadow and that I would hear His voice clearly. Um, you can also always pray for our health. and. Um, you know, for 
the thing that God is calling us to build right now is pretty big. And um, I'm praying for financial partners to sow into that so that we can move to our, our next phase of building. Um, it's, it's too much to be able to share right now. Uh, but let's just say it has to do with the restoration of family and a, and a book of Acts, um, a book of Acts church model and, um, specifically ways to bring maximum healing and deliverance, not just to women, but to men and to children also. Um, I'm really praying and asking God for the manpower, the right people to, to come alongside, to be able to steward this vision I have of um, bringing people into God's presence um, in a very special way. And so, yeah, just pray for me in the Holy Ghost, pray for my health, pray for my protection. And um, if you get any words for me, you're like, encouragement. I, now guys, I know a real prophetic word when I see one, but if you feel like you get something from me or you have a dream about me, please send it to me. You can find my email on my website, just shoot it on over. And, um, I actually save all of my prophetic words that people give me. If you could see the wall on the other side of my computer screen over here, I actually have all the pictures that, um, kids have drawn me when I'm out uh, preaching places. I don't know why, but kids always draw me pictures. And then I have all the cards, all the letters and things that everyone has has sent me. And I actually sit here and I look at them and I read them and I pray over people and um, I remember the word of God over my life. And so um, 555 guys means abundant grace or grace upon grace upon grace. So that's always a good one. It means divine ability to do the things that God has called you to do. So thank you so much, everyone. I love you. Um, I love you. I love you. I was just reading some of the comments, but um, I will catch you next time. Um, if you guys are going to be anywhere near Sutherland, Oregon, I'm going to be out there this weekend. And then I am straight from Oregon flying into Denver um, to be at the Arise Women's Summit. We are sold out, guys. I cannot believe it. We're sold out. But don't worry because there's going to be more of these events and we're not going to leave you behind. Okay. But I love you all and I will see you next time. Okay. Thank you so much for burning with me this week on Get Lit Live. If this ministry blessed you, consider subscribing to my channel. Also, don't forget to check out my website, KristaElisha.com, your one-stop shop for everything we do here at Arise Kingdom Ministries. You can find ways to sew into national revival, check out our trendy Christian clothing line, get a free sample download of my new book, and sign up for my email list to have prophetic fire and spiritual encouragement sent straight to your inbox. Until we meet again, it's time for you to go out, be bright, be bold, and be a light for Jesus.